Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Just Keep Swimming Podcast. This is your host, your friend, your boy, Mr. Adrian Jackson, and we back at it again with another great episode for you, and you already know who I got with me. It's your boy, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Un Twa. What's Ooh, good, y'all? Wow, a powerful one, three. Yes, sir. That, that was deep from the soul, bro. I see. I felt yeah. it. I felt it, man. You all good today, bro? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, rough morning, but we made it through and I let it go. So right. now we here. We're exactly. Ready yeah. to go. Yep. Just kept <laughs> swimming, man. You made it through the rough waves. Time to go down to the beach and relax. Nah. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So we have a very special episode coming for you guys today. And we have a very special guest. Uh, this guest actually reached out to me and said he had an amazing story to tell. And uh, just a little snippy he gave me was like, like, yep, that's all I need to hear, sir. Come on, let's get on the show. <laughs> so, uh, bringing to the microphone is Coach D, aka Dorian Warmsley. How we doing today? You know, my man, <clears throat> I'm living the dream. Hey. <laughs> that's my go-to slogan. Yes. Um, when I first said it, I did it as a pun. Mm-hmm. I used to work with um, at a dispensary, and this guy would always would say to each other, "It's fun." You know, it's like funny right. thing to say. And as time went on, I would say it. It just became like a habit. Came reality. I couldn't stop saying it, and. I would get in Ubers or meet people and hey, how you doing? And I would say, living a dream. And they would light up mm. and laugh. Like, <laughs> are you? I'm like, yup. And they, I, I feel like it would make them feel good and think about it like, damn, maybe I right. am too. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, you know what it is? Because, you know, some people can't imagine living their dream. Like, mm, yeah. oh, no, my dream is not that good. Or, yeah. or shoot, I don't have a dream. I can't imagine living my dream because it's so far out there. Yeah, right. I had one Uber driver telling me when I said it to him when I got in, he's like, oh, how you doing? I'm like, you know, man, I'm living a dream. He's like, nah, I'm making the dream. Mm. I said, wait, what'd you say to me? Right. Hold on, did you just okay. call me? I grabbed my phone, I said, say it one more time. He said it again, I wrote it down. Oh, that's good, I like that. Yeah, I, was, I never didn't expect him to come back like that. With like that. that, that's beautiful. So, uh, look, but just with that line, I actually have a random question I want to ask both of you guys. Yeah. So I was watching uh, Saturday Night Live the other day, and it was funny because it was a joke, but I'm like, that's deep. So it was a scene where uh, Keenan was playing somebody, he's like an announcer, and they were like, how's life for you? He's like, my life is better than my dreams. You know, mm. and I'm like, Ooh, D, yeah. do y'all think that's plausible? Your life yeah. is better than your dreams? Yeah. 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 I would say so. Yeah. I mean, like, to the point where it's like, uh, I don't know, because I'm so focused on making dreams a reality, I should be living in the reality I'm already in from my dreams. So mm. when I wake up, I should be living, you know, the not dream. dreaming, not sleeping. I should just be walking the life, mm. you like, know? And I mean, I'm happy about it. Like, and most yeah. of the time, my dreams aren't as great as my life. I can't Damn. wait to wake up. Deep. I love to sleep, yeah. but I can't wait to wake up. Deep. That is yeah. Um, what say was um? I think uh, you said what again? He said is. Is it possible for your life to be better than your dreams? Yeah, because I think when we sometimes if you dream, we can sell ourselves short. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we can only see so far mm-hmm. through our experience at the time. Yeah. But as life's going on. You're gonna be experiencing new stuff, different things. You're gonna have to do things you probably didn't expect you had to do. Right. So that life might even turn out better than a dream. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think it can go either way. Yeah, no, I, I like sure. I like both of those responses. Definitely what you say. You know, your dream is only so far. You know what I'm saying? Like you only see to the top of the mountain. You never seen the other side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's what I like again, about it's it. a it's a dream. It's not even reality at the point. You know, it's like well. I'm living now here. It's concrete. I'm making shit happen now. Right. You know what I mean? I'm, so. love, I'm loving living so much that I don't care to dream. So I'm loving Ooh, living. Okay. Yeah. Love Try that shit. Then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. A little, little, little uh, sidebar for you guys. But let's go ahead and dive right into it. The man of the hour, Coach D. How we doing today, bro? Y'all good, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. It's been it's a good a, day, as always. Um, good sessions today? Yeah. I've been able to. 
fix my schedule up to where I'm in early, 6 a.m. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. done by noon. Ooh, that's yeah. that's so I just knock it out. Six hours straight. And it's not always six straight. It's like maybe two clients, hour off. Maybe three clients, hour off. But usually by 12, I'm done. Mm-hmm. As of late, I've been able to maneuver things around and be intentional with my scheduling. Okay. Uh, before, I was kind of just like, whatever. I'll do whatever. But then... That leaves little space and time for me, for myself, right. to plan, to do anything. Like if I'm just too available, right? So I just narrowed it down, making myself priority for it first, making sure I have my shit scheduled in, got right. this scheduled in my day, my own workout time, my own ten friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been good lately. Being able to be done at twelve, I'd be surprised. I'm like, damn. Now, what do I do the rest of the day? I got right, right. Like, I already go to bed, time. but it's like twelve. <laughs> it's like twelve. It's too early. Even when the sun goes down, you know, the sun goes down earlier now. My phone, it's yeah. four o'clock, and it feels like nine. I'm like, yes, I got a few more hours before mm-hmm. I can go to bed. Shoot, that's how I feel with this new job. Like, like I'm just happy to work the nine to five because now I have so much of my night to go ahead, and then like. It's Monday through Friday, so now I have my whole weekend. So yeah. like, but then when I get home, I'm like, damn, it's only five thirty, <laughs> and. I still got so much time. Like yesterday, I went to the gym, went to the bar to get some food, just chilled there for a little bit, came back, it's only 8 o'clock, and I'm like, bro, I still have until 10.30 to do whatever. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. Yeah. It's crazy. I feel like that all the time. Like, cause I, so I've been now doing my routine to get up in the morning to go to the gym. Yeah. And then I be getting home, I'm like, do I gym again? <laughs> do I go gym again? What do I do to kill they this time? Crazy, especially if you go in the morning. Yeah. If you go in the morning and it's still dark, whatever, and then after you're done at work, you're like, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, <laughs> kind of weird. But, um, so, you know, you talk about clients, but we didn't even get to what you actually do. You're a personal yeah. trainer. Um, how long you been doing that for? So, yeah, um, I personally like to call myself a fitness coach, mm-hmm. um, but I've been doing it about about three years now. Okay. I've been a fitness coach for three years. I started doing group fitness originally um, at a gym called Orange Theory Fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, I had worked there as a sales associate for about like a year before this. Okay. So like 2018 to middle of 19, I was a sales associate. Okay. In my mind, I took that job as a way to get my foot in the door of a gym because mm-hmm. I was studying for my personal trainer exam. Mm-hmm. And just fast forward, I finally passed my test and I moved to Arizona, to right. Phoenix um, for my first job, my first gig as a trainer. Loved it. I feel like I was doing great and then COVID came mm. within two months oh, so yeah. I was like damn came back to Vegas initially for two weeks what they told us you know mm-hmm. I ended up being here for what two three months mm-hmm. didn't go back to like May to Phoenix we're open but it's a red spot it's hot right. closed down again so then I'm like damn what am I going to do like I need to make a decision and the right. Orange Theory here in Vegas who I worked for as a sales associate I reached out to them like hey Arizona's closed or Vegas was open I was like hey y'all need any trainers like actually we do right now so I came it was supposed to be temporary mm. and then they offered me a full time position mm, and nice. I was I was like damn Arizona's was closed I'm like <laughs> I kind of I liked living in Arizona for two months mm-hmm. first time I, got, I finally got out of Vegas and I said you know what I can't risk it I need income right now so I just moved back to Vegas yeah. and I stayed um, I stayed here since then so I moved for two months came back and I've stayed here isn't it crazy how like you're trying to leave but like the universe brings you back and yeah. like, nah you need to be here though bro this yeah. is where you need to be at it was, it was wild, yeah, and then it is what it is. I took for what it was, and mm. here we are. Yeah, you accepted it, and you were rolling now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So what's the difference? Cause I know you, we, uh, I said personal trainer first. Yeah. You said fitness coach. Yeah. What, what would the difference be from your eyes? Um, To me, I just feel like I like that fitness coach because eventually I want to move into the life coach space. Mm. So I'm kind of just putting mm. myself 
just uh, I hate a step ahead. I, I, I can lie. I really don't like using the word manifest too much. No, that's yeah. manifesting. Yeah, it is. But I just feel like a lot of people use it for everything. And but it is what it is. It's mm-hmm. boom, fitness coach. So now when I get into you know being a life coach, if I do get that, it's already there. You're already a coach. Um, and then I feel like a coach, someone's gonna get you from where you are to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there are trainers out there who kind of just will come. You come, they'll tell you what to do, count for you. You know, it's very minimal block. Yeah, yeah. very. Uh, what's the, how you say this? Uh, Surface level. Surface level, yeah. You know what I mean? Me, with my clients, I get not super deep like therapy, but I try to get an understanding more so of... Who they are. Who they are, but I've come to learn everybody knows how to work out. Mm. Yeah. Everybody knows how to work out. They know what it takes to get in shape. Mm. Everybody's Googled it. I'm sure y'all both probably Googled it at one point in your life. Yeah, right. How to gain muscle, how to lose fat. Shoot, I've been tracking play sports my whole life. Yeah. yeah. 30, day, 30 days, get some quick, whatever. So they have the information. Mm. So I try to figure out why are they not utilizing it? What is it that's making it hard for you to start working towards one of these habits? Right. And I do my best to break it down in a way it doesn't feel like too challenging. Okay. Like it's be challenging, but it's doable. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna be all the ordinary um, and break it down, micro, make it, break it down right. to small, little, minimal goals. Like yeah, something as simple as putting your water next to your bed. So the first thing in the morning, you chug water. For, Just like that, you've got 12 ounces in your body, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are very underhydrated. Just like that, that one thing, and <laughs> you keep doing that. Before you know it, you got one in the morning, one at night before bed. Yeah, I'm telling you. Now you're hydrated. I like that's, that. That's, that specific thing right there is a game changer because I've been uh, I've been uh, supplementing water and yeah. putting like lemon or lime juice in nice. it. And then when I, I put, I fill it up before I go to bed. When I wake up, I drink it. And then like I get, I'm incredibly groggy in the morning. But like once I get up and then just pound like at least half of this and then I get up to go brush my teeth like I'm awake yeah. and then I just get my rest of my stuff and then go to work and then before I go to sleep just drink water just drink water and it's such so, it's such a small habit just to start doing it for like a week or so Back and you're so good far. Yeah. yeah I think it's hard for people to believe that mm-hmm. yeah like what do you mean just this one water like when I first get a client I personally don't try to put any restrictions on them initially. Mm-hmm. I still gotta, gotta understand them. They just came from, let's for example, she's a mom, two kids, works full time. Right. And I just tell her, okay, Susan, no more this, no more that, this, this, this. That's gonna be overwhelming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She just wanted to do something that she felt she was able to do easily. Something can fit in. Yeah. yeah. So what I just tell my clients, especially the ladies, is hey, I need you to get a gallon of water a day, get in two protein shakes, and that's it initially. Mm-hmm. And week by week, they can do that for a whole week too. Boom, now I throw in something else. So instead of taking away, you add. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think by the by them doing that little step of drinking water every day, uh, making that routine, Right. I don't know the psychological thing behind it, but I feel like you will want to make the next good choice yeah. on, on your own yeah. without being obligated. Like, damn, I'm drinking my water, I'm doing that. You know what? Maybe I don't need to have Chick-fil-A today. Yeah, no, yeah. it makes that it like, makes that next choice easy. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And then before you know it, now you're not eating out. Now you're getting protein. Now you're drinking water. You're gonna get to a point where you're like, damn, I'm doing too good right now. Investing in myself. I don't even want to go eat out fast food with the girl. I don't even want to go to brunch anymore. For what? Right. Um, and it's great when you get to that point because then they start prioritizing working out, mm-hmm. and that's what helped me over time. Like if I know I have to work out, I know I got some. I know it's important to me. I will schedule my workout or something right. at a time to where I couldn't get out of it. Mm-hmm. So people want to go to brunch on Sunday. Blah blah blah. Nah, bro, I can't. Or I can't go out tonight. Tomorrow morning, I got to work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think more people set themselves up that way. Like you don't. You want to help 
I think people need help to stop going out. Some people yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Hey, set yourself for a workout, 7 a.m. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then Friday night, you got to tell your people, nah, man, I got this workout tomorrow. Yeah. No, I, you know what I mean? It helps I, you. I think that's beautiful. Because, sorry to mean to cut you off, no, but like, you go, you go, you, you, what you just said is exactly why I work out in the morning. Yeah. Because I set my alarm clock at 5.45, knowing I don't have to be at work until 9. Oh, that's good. But it's like, let me set my alarm clock and give myself a reason to wake up, wake up, read, let's go work out. You know, I'm up now. I'm up. I'm up. I'm yeah. why, why did I wake up for? You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go back to sleep. No, because they'll be pissed off because that little nap ain't going to do nothing. So it's like, no, let's use this time. I'm up. I dedicate this to myself. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And that makes me go to bed earlier, too, though. By midnight, I'm like, okay, TV's off. You know, if the TV is on, if the TV's on by midnight in my house, there's something wrong. But by 11 o'clock, it's like, Okay, I need to shut everything off. Cause I need to be going to bed soon because I got to dedicate. I got an appointment for myself. I yeah. got a date for myself that I need to be at. And it just truly shows. It's like it, you get used to showing yourself love because that's exactly what it is. It's like mm-hmm. you're pouring you're pouring that self development into yourself for yourself. And like once you start to get a taste of how good that feels, it's like you don't want to stop. Yeah. You keep adding more to it, and then you yeah. keep adding more to it, and then I mean, next thing you know, you're in a hell of a lot better space than you were a month ago six months ago a year ago Mm -hmm. and then oh now it's like okay what can i do for myself this next coming year and then i mean i feel build it's like the new year's resolution it's not doing it for the new year it's building the habit so that you can improve yourself and it's not you don't even think of it as a new year resolution anymore you just oh okay i'm just making this decision now i'm gonna start doing this now for later yeah. So piggyback what you just said was great. You said about the um, news resolution part, and it's not just the resolutions for good habits. And that's how I try to approach my clients as well. When they come, they a lot of people I think shoot for stars too soon, mm-hmm. especially people who've been athletes, you know, as high school kids or yeah. I used to do this, this. They think they're gonna come in and do that. Mm-hmm. And I let them know, like <clears throat> when it comes to fitness and nutrition, mm-hmm. think about forever. Think about can you? Because I had my mom, for example, earlier this year. She's fifty. Um, overweight I've never seen her smoke or sorry never seen her lift weights a day in my life mm-hmm. 30 years 31 now and she's like yeah I'm ready son like I want to go five times that I'm like look that's not how it's going to work <laughs> you think that sounds good because mm-hmm. people they haven't worked out so long they think I'm going to go hours and days and days and I'm going to get snatched snatched right back don't work yeah. that way like think about forever what can you do realistically forever two workouts for one hour a week, I think that's pretty realistic for the yeah. rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You got kids, you got whatever, you could probably, I'm sure you could you find can fit in two, hours. two hours in a whole week. Mm-hmm. So think about forever, like maintain that and make that your staple. Mm-hmm. Granted, there might be a time where you don't have any responsibilities. Oh shit, I can go Wednesday now. Oh, I can go and Saturday. But those two days are non-negotiable at all. Like you have to get those two hours in. Same with nutrition. People get caught up in fads, they want to be snatched quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to do this quick fix. I want to do keto, da da da. I don't knock those things, like whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. But think about forever, like I said, you forever want to eat that way you have to do for keto. You forever want to uh, just do certain things. Like, right. no, like I said about the lady earlier, if she comes in with kids, whatever, crazy life, and I just throw a strict routine at her, she's not going to do that shit forever. Maybe right. the first week because she's excited. But once the kids piss her off, once the job has reflected up, now she can't even stick to the plan. So instead, how about this, Susan? Just eat at home. Make mm-hmm. that your goal. Make that your Make goal. Make that forever. Me somewhat forever like eat out with the family whatever but make that your goal instead of a something so strict and hard mm-hmm. and think about a rubber band you pull a rubber band too fucking fast too hard yeah, boom fast. and you gotta just gently tug on it yeah like mm-hmm. uh, what's his name said Happy Gilmore just tap, tap it in, in. Just tap, 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 <laughs> tap, tap it in that's all it is and that's my biggest thing why also I want to try to get on platforms like this 
to express how I feel about fitness and let mm. people know it doesn't need to be the way it's sometimes perceived, especially right. on Instagram. You know, like you'll see some a lot of those people who people look up to. I want abs like him, or I want to ass like her. You probably you don't even know them. You don't know what they did yeah. mm -hmm. to get to that point. They probably been on the grind three, four years. They probably were a high school athlete, and college stopped. athlete, mm -hmm. and they just made. I mean, I, I know people like that. And they just maintain that physique just because it's instilled in them since high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you just see them now for the first time on Instagram, and they sell you on oh 30 day booty pump. Now yeah. you think you about to get that wagon in 30 no, days, no, bro? No. Google it. Do your research. The body does not work that way. Right. No matter what you do, the only way that's gonna work, you go to Doctor Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when it comes to um. You know, definitely what you're saying, I'm guessing that it takes a lot of you you work on a lot of the mental as well as the body. Yeah. Because you have to really get their mindset right to go the right path that they yeah. need to go to. Because I think when you change your mindset, man, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. Like how you said, it was great. You said, it, I, get to, I get to start my day with this workout. Mm -hmm. And too many people are like, fuck, I have to go work out. Mm -hmm. You really don't have to. You don't have to at all. It's surprising to me. And <laughs> it, it's because I want to be a motivational speaker as well. And I'm trying to find that line of motivation and kind of like, Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Like, mm -hmm. I told somebody recently, I thought about it. I'm like, why do you need so much motivation to care for your life? Mm -hmm. People don't think about that way. It's your life. Right. You need so many quotes and so much to care about your life, especially people with kids. Mm -hmm. I'm like, bro, you got somebody relying on you. That's not enough motivation. Like, fuck this cigarette. Fuck right. this going out shit. Mm -hmm. Fuck this whatever your bad advice is. Right. And yes, I've been playing with that line and I train only females, so it helps mm -hmm. me have to learn. Right, how yeah. to motivate, how to talk. Because you got to talk to them in a way they're going to understand. You can't just right. yell at people all the time. Mm -hmm. um, in a group fitness setting, I was like that. That's what I had to do. Be mm -hmm. loud, bring the energy. Yeah. But in the one-on-one -on -one private, it's more chill, mellow, man. You have to... Most, most, like I said, most people know what to do. They're just there for the accountability. Mm -hmm. and they need somebody to help push them. And just not to be alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't do no, no crazy workout plan I have right now that you... That does anything crazy. Like anything I have, you can go get any other trainer. Mm. It's not that. It's not that crazy when it comes to working out. Right. So it's more. Of, it's more of you. You know. What it's I'm you, saying? man. You it's your mindset. Me, your you mental. And like I said, think about forever. Like man, look at your grandparents right now. So if, you, if your grandparents are alive or old people, like when you see them struggling to walk and stuff, mm. and they might not even be that old yet. Like yeah. fifty. Yeah. yeah. I've seen fifty-six-year-olds just moving. And it's like it's proven science. You have more muscle on your body. The you know. Must bone you lose over time, like that's not as fast. Right. Um, but people don't think about that way. Everything. A lot of people think of it as for aesthetic purposes, mm -hmm. which I get. It. You want to look good. Yeah. But if you go on the mindset of, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, man, that's the that's the primary thing because I uh, I just reached like my year back in like September of like working out again, yeah. and I go with my homie. But my main thing was I just want to be healthy. Like if I go to the gym and I see these 60, 50 year old people just pumping weights and they pumping, but it's yeah. like, okay, what did they do to get there? They just probably came in, did their thing, probably once, two times, three. I just go three times a week, 45 minutes to an hour and then mm. pop out and that's it. I just do my quick workout. But the changes that I've seen in myself, just for the fact of, I'm just trying to be healthy when I grow up. Cause like, I mean, I've been big, I played football and sports. So I used to, I used to try to go to the gym and pump like I used to yeah. when I was in high school and failed. Do it, but <laughs> as soon as I changed okay. my mindset of, I'm just trying to be healthy, yeah. then it throws that, the the main like attraction of aesthetics and yeah. like the, the, you know, the <clears throat> surface level shit yeah. out the window. Cause I'm just here to just get healthy. I'm yeah. just, and I'm glad yeah, you said it because I try to stress to the people too. 
if you if your mindset is on look, I'm about to go like just like yours. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to and you stick to that. Yeah. Now it doesn't seem like so much of a chore. No. It's like something you're going to invest in and. I'm no genius, but if you're going three times a week, you're watching what you're eating, I'm almost pretty sure your aesthetic is going to eventually come to light. It might take a little longer because you're not as crazily, but it's going to come. It's like, what's the rush? Yeah. What's the rush? Because I'm going to keep doing it either way. Like, I built the habit to keep going. So when you do the aesthetic way, all right, I'm trying to get abs. I need biceps, whatever. Now you're on the grind. You're there five days a week, whatever. Yeah. A week, month passed, two months, you don't see the results you thought you wanted. You quit. Now you're You're upset. You're upset. Like, what? Fuck. You getting sad? Mm -hmm. You fall off a little bit? And you go right back down the the path you were just on. Mm -hmm. And but yeah, like I said, mindset to me is everything when it comes to almost everything in life, man. Yeah. You really gotta sometimes throw away the old thoughts that you had or perceived Mm -hmm. and embrace some new ones that are gonna benefit you, especially when you get older and just Every year, man, yeah. changing your mindset, improving it. And I think, uh, you know, touch on what you said, too, the realistic factor that you have to throw in there. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> you can't walk into the gym 300 pounds and expect you're going to be 150 by Tuesday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, let's be realistic. Like, uh, I hate to say it, but with the podcast, we had to be realistic. Mm-hmm. We thought we was going to drop five episodes and have us a million dollar sponsor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hell no. Five you know episodes. I mean? Five episodes. We, we the best shit out here. Yeah. But it's like, no, let's be realistic. It's hard to get guests. Yeah. Shit, everybody does podcasts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we have to stand out, be unique, and we have to do our system, be consistent. Right. And it's like, so we have to go back. What's the core of what we're doing this? Shit, help people get their stories out and to have some good communication. And it changed. It was, it, yeah. It, our, our whole reasoning changed. We was like, okay, let's be motivational and stuff like that. But then, like, uh, when I think it hit really good when Triv said, uh, when or when Triv reached out to get an episode. Mm-hmm. And then we realized, yo, we giving people a platform we're giving people platforms to speak on exactly that's why I was like hmm maybe it's not true motivation maybe it's just get people's stories out there to help people other people hear their story who knows who you're helping right now no 100% and that was um, something that's been on mind a lot lately because it it must have happened eight years ago Mm -hmm. and it's always I mean to me it's been eight years I'm I'm gonna say over it but it's like I'm used to it Mm -hmm. knowing it and it wasn't until I met somebody more recently at my gym Another trainer, he's very much, uh, he's like into motivational speaking, things like that in nature. And I told him one day, and he's very much, you know, into church and religion. He's like, man, I really feel like touched today. Like, after I told him, because to me, when I tell it, depending how it's heading, I'll tell it very casually, like, oh yeah, you know, whatever. And then after that, we started chopping it up. Um, we still do, like in the break room, we'll chop it up. And he would always tell me, like, man, you need to get this word out. You need to start telling. Mm-hmm. And I'm over making excuses. Well, yeah, I need to get a, pl- a, a podcast. Da, da, da. He's like, what? No. Use this, your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go on Instagram, do it. Instagram, yeah. And I was mad because I'm like, bro, he's 100% right. I feel like he's attacking me. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready for it because I mean, mm-hmm. as outgoing as I am and all that, it's just so different when that camera's on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying to y'all, we were like just talking before the podcast, just flowing, chill. Mm-hmm. That's how me and him are. When we talk, talk, whatever we say, like it's crazy once the camera comes on though. Yeah. How it just changes. And real talk, that's 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 what I am right now. Like I, w- I wanna jump on IG and like give some speeches. Yeah. But then once that camera get in my face, I'm like, man, I don't know if I look good enough for this right now. Or you know, something yeah. stops me and I'm yeah, like, Yeah, 100 I'll do the next episode. Well, I, let me tell you this, like, you know, I just started my poetry page mm. and it's like, okay. Like I kind of want to do that too. I feel like I have a lot to say, but like you know, I'm pretty introverted. I don't, I don't really care to be on the camera like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But I'll just <clears throat> post my poems. Sometimes I'll make them on the spot and then like just post it. And then other times, like uh, more recently, I just uh, took one of the mics, mm-hmm. put my beat in the background, and said one of like my more powerful. 
tones I've had. And like now, like my page is kind of starting to get a little bit more traction. Yeah. Like over the, I've been getting a follower every one follower every day since I posted that. Hell yeah. But I can I can see it starting to track. But yeah, I can also start to see myself <clears throat> potentially getting in front of the camera and just making myself do that. But it all starts from just start saying something. Like you don't even have to say the camera, just type it out. Whatever yeah. you feel, because you don't put that much pressure on yourself and you don't want to put pressure on yourself in general. Right. Like you don't want other people to put pressure on you. Don't be that person. Let's ease yourself into it just like you do with your clients, just like we did with the podcast. Mm. Just start somewhere. Work your way into it. Work your way into it. I love it. So, uh, cool. Let's go ahead and get to the meat and potatoes now, bro. <laughs> I got to hear the story, man. I need to know. Yeah, I need, I need to know what happened, yeah, man. Yeah, so, yeah. like I said, people, he reached out to us. Like, he had a beautiful story to tell. I'm not going to give no hints away. I'm 100% let this be as raw as possible. So, yeah, so be ready. The event was, I fell out a four-story window. Mm. Um, and how it came to that, it was a lot of different things, like um, alcohol, which is involved. Mm-hmm. And my re- relationship with alcohol hasn't been good in my whole life. So now I've been 11 months sober, almost oh, well, Christmas makes a year. And it's a great time in my life. I feel like it's helped me um, a lot, man. Like just my thought process, confidence, mm-hmm. just, I just feel better. Obviously not hungover and I, didn't have, I, didn't, I don't have no middle ground when I drink. Right. I'm sober, fucked up. No, you like me. And I accepted that for how I was. So that's why I don't drink at all. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm finally able to say, nope, I'm not trying to get hungover, whatever the case. But yeah, so I felt, sorry, back to the story, but I felt a four story window in um, 2014, November. Oh, man. Um, it was a friend's birthday. Um, his girl got him a party bus. It was, uh, we were staying at a apartment complex near UNLV called Rebel Place. Mm-hmm. And it's where UNLV students live, you know, yeah. off campus. And it was literally the party bus. I remember like taking shots, smoking a blunt, and then I woke up in the hospital. Mm. It was like a dream. Like went to bed, woke up, I was in the hospital. I was like, what the fuck? Looking around and shit, I'm like, just like panicking. I'm looking at my mom, and she's like trying to calm me down, tell me it's gonna be okay. And I think it was about a whole day had went before she had actually told me what Mm. happened. And when she mentioned what happened, I'm like, what the fuck? trip my mind like i lost my mind right and i started getting anxiety like what the fuck like it was just shocking to me like knowing that happened i'm like just scared <clears throat> and she just keeps telling me to calm down and um so yeah it's november of 14 and the recovery process man was just tough mm. but going through it i never thought of it as tough yeah it wasn't until when i now where i see where i'm at now like physically what i'm able to do mm-hmm. and remembering what i was only able to do in the bed like i was in the hospital bed couldn't sit up. I was in, you know, the bed up and down mm-hmm. and couldn't do nothing. Couldn't cut my food. I didn't shower the whole time for three weeks. Barely could use the restroom. I had a food, stomach tube or mm-hmm. your stomach tube for food. Yeah. Um, I had a big uh, hole in my throat because they had to put a trach. So when I, yeah, and I, it was still healing. So when I talk, I couldn't really get out of my hand over it because it was a hole. Air would come out. Mm. Um, and yeah, man. And I think about re- my rehab, it was a cup of Play-Doh. And all I can do is this, in and out. That's how I started. Then they gave me a band, and I just did this. And literally, that's all I did for like, it had to be like two weeks. And then they gave me a walker, practice walking, and then I just really wanted to get out. And I just told myself, like, man, I'm out here. I'm out here by Christmas. Mm-hmm. At the very least, it was November 9th. Um, I was in there for Thanksgiving, horrible. Um, and after three weeks, man, it's crazy how, when I think back how short time that was for what happened, Three weeks. They sent me home. Um, once I went home, 
Well, before I left the hospital, they taught my mom how to care for me mm. because I needed to be in the care of somebody because I wasn't fully back yet. <clears throat> so they taught her back at the crib now. Now it's Christmas of, 20, of 2014. Rolling into January, I have a walker. Can't really walk far, do much. And at this point, I'm scared to leave the house mm. because of what happened. Like I never expected that to happen to me. Mm. So now I'm scared like, damn, what else can happen if I leave this house? Right. But eventually I had to go to th uh, physical therapy. Was doing physical therapy about two, three times a week. I lost my uh, walker Walker yeah. by like February. Okay. I remember going to the club with my homies for the first time and like, this is literally like three months after, but I didn't drink because I told myself, yeah, I'm done. I can't yeah. be drinking. So I go to the club with my homies. I'm there like barely could walk, but in there, I remember I have a picture too. We got one oak turned up. I just couldn't get away from the turn up. Mm. Um, and then I'm, you know, just healing and healing. It's 2015 now. And by my birthday, April, I was back drinking again. Oh, so wow. less than six months. A part of me was always wondering, like, damn, how, how am I doing this again? I was like, you know what? I'll drink, but I won't black out. That's my thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. So I thought I was under, in control. No more blackouts. Get fucked up, but it was never no blackout situation. And 2015, so now you fast forward to August of 2015. Um, my closest friend, who I mentioned to you earlier, passed away. Oh, man. So he... So he was out with some new coworkers, you know, drinking, whatever the case may be, comes home to his girl and in his sleep ends up inhaling his own vomit. Oh my God. So I get a text like, hey, you know, he's in hospital on life support, all this stuff. When I was in the hospital, he was the only person that I communicate with daily. Like he would just text me, just checking in. And I made it through that. And at that point in my life, I wasn't doing nothing. I was drinking, no job, just stopped, got done experiments with cocaine. No, uh, like I said, no job, just drunk, like literally not doing shit in my life, to be honest. Right. Him, he had two kids, just got a second job, own spot. You know what I mean? I'm like, bro, he's good. He's going to make it out of this. I'm not going to the hospital. I don't want, I don't need to see him. I'll see him when he gets out. A few days go by, like two, three days. They're like, yeah, they're pulling the plug. And I was like, what? And I was upset a little bit because I was like, they told my mom the same shit when I was in, the, in a coma. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he might wake up. He might not. If he does, he might be a vegetable. If he does, he might not remember you. All these things. I woke up, boom. I was good. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, man, just let him fight. Like, it took me, I think, almost about three, four days before I woke up. But no, about after about three days, they decided to pull the plug, and I just was like contemplating going to see him. I was like, nah, man, I'm not. That's not gonna be my last vision of him. Mm -hmm. And then I never did. See, never went and saw the funeral. Um, and when it comes to my my story, it's like that whole totality of events from my accident to losing my friend. And there was some more shit after. I'll try to make it, sum it up a little bit, but right before my accident in 2014, November, I had used the same friend, his girlfriend's car one night, we were drunk. I used her car without asking, I got in a car accident. Mm -hmm. Her parents pressed charges. Oh man. Nothing ever happened to me though. So boom, my accident happens, I'm in the hospital. While I'm in the hospital, my mom actually tells me, hey, just let you know, there's a warrant for your arrest oh, wow. for the car situation. Bro, I got so scared. I'm like, what do you mean? They're gonna come get me here. And she's like, no, I'm not letting them take you. Don't worry about it. They don't know where I live. You're gonna come home with me. And I just said, F it, you're right. I'm not even gonna worry about it. So now we go fast forward, 2015, he passes away. The night before his funeral, my friend went to red light, cops pull us over. And in my head, I was like, fuck. Damn. I got warrant. that warrant. I know what's going down. I try to play dumb and not like sit, like, I don't gotta give him nothing. And then I saw him come back. I started crying. I was like, look, man. This and this, my, his funeral's tomorrow, and they were like, we would, but it's a felony. We gotta take you. 
So I go to jail, <clears throat> miss the funeral, and then, like I said, mindset. I just accepted it. I was like, you know what? I didn't want that to be my last vision of him anyway. So I think this was just like a blessing in disguise. Something happened, happened for a reason. You know what I mean? And took it for what it was. Get out of jail. I go through legal proceedings, all the stuff, back and forth court. They eventually put me on probation. Mm. 2015, October. So now two months after his passing. And um, I'm on probation. I didn't know. I would never really been in trouble like that. So I didn't think probation was serious like that. Serious. It is. So, (laughs) So I called the PO, dude. I'm like, hey, they told me you're my PO. How does this work? He was like, oh, don't worry about it. Um, I'll have you, I'll come check in with you when I can, whatever the case may be. And I'm like, all right, cool. A week passes. I'm like, oh, something's not right. So I call him again. He's like, actually, I'm going to be out of town, so I'll try to have somebody else come stop by. And I'm like, okay, is there anything I need to know or be doing? He's like, no, don't worry about it. They'll contact you. Cool. One random day, midday, I'm coming home on the bus from a doctor appointment. My mom's boyfriend calls me, hey, your PO's here, or your PO came today. He, they said your curfew is six to six. And I'm like, in my head, I was like, they told you that. They told me. <laughs> what are they going to do? Right. So I ignored it. Was kicking with this girl at the time at her house, not thinking nothing of it. And she calls me, P.O., like at 7 p.m. I was like, hello? Where you at? She's like, yeah, where you at? I was like, oh, I'm at my friend's house across the side of town. She's like, well, your curfew's 6 p.m. I was like, oh, I didn't know it was like official. I thought, she's like, no. How long will it take you to get over? Well, I'm like, I'm on the bus, so at least two hours. I was way across town. And she's like, okay, let me just get home. The girl dropped me off, boom, good. So I'm like, okay, it's real. Yeah. So then the next, like a few days later, we're watching, me and the girl hanging out, it was Monday Night Football. I remember watching the Cowboys game at Honey Salt. And I was like, look, get me to the crib by six, da da da. So I get there literally right before six. Do, 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 do. They knock like at 6.30. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Heart's beating, I don't know what's gonna happen. Mm. It's a chick, a dude, they come in, my mom's spot. And they can only legally check your belongings. So okay. all I had was like a, a certain area of clothes. And that's all they could check. They couldn't check my sister's room, my mom's room, or anything like that. I didn't have shit anyway. Mm-hmm. And she um, drug tested me and everything. I, at that point, I wasn't even smoking like that, so I was good with that. And she's about to leave. I'm like, cool. I'm like, hey, you have a cell phone? I'm like, yeah. Let me see it. Ah, uh, my heart dropped because I already knew I had some stuff in there that I was going to be done for. Oh my god. So she goes through my phone. Turn around. I was like, huh? Turn around. And it's arrested me right from my mom. My mom's crying and shit. I'm just like, bro, are you? Is this really happening? And it was literally a year to the day of my accident. Oh my god! I don't know if that's some kind of universe thing, but Ooh. I was like, bro. So she's taking me to jail. There's no bail. Mm. Yeah. So there's no bail. And the text, she looked at my text. She saw me that I was um, missing curfew. There was literally a picture of me in in there at the club with the bottle when I was supposed to be at home. <laughs> bro, oh it was my crazy. Gosh. So I go to jail. I can't bail out. It's what November 9th. I'm in there for about three weeks, finally see the judge, and the, the court um, appearances to see if she's gonna put me back on probation and release me, mm. so I'll finish my probation, or take away probation, I do a year in jail. Mm. I'm like, I didn't want to be there for a year, so I'm like, yeah. damn! I'm like, there's no way, I'm talking to the DA, or my um, public defender, and they're like, yeah, we have one thing we're worried about, there's like some text about guns. Oh my god! So it was like a jokingly text of me and the homie, like just saying some stuff. Not like I was gonna go shoot somebody. Yeah, but, but it was like a reference. Play. It was a reference for something, <laughs> and they made it seem like I had a pistol on me. <laughs> then they, like you know, how you take your phone and put it on top of a, I don't know, to print out a, a picture. Yeah, print out a big ass picture. 
the one of me at the club with the bottle and I'm looking at it from where I'm at and I'm like, yeah, I'm going, that's it. And the judge I had, I guess her biggest thing was she hated was curfew. And that's mm. why I was in there. So the DA, my, my um, public vendor going at it. In my head, I was like, I'm going for a year. Yeah. I'll probably do nine months. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like Whatever. Good behavior. Yeah. Yeah. He's still in there. He's yeah. like, I'm about to start washing dishes. The judge, the food. The judge just shut it down. She's like, hey, all right, I'm going to let you out. One chance. You're going to do 30 days first. Mm. And I'm like, cool. I was like, I just did three weeks. I'm like, cool. So 30 days starting today or next week I'm out? It's like starting today. I'm like, motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. It's like December 2nd. So I got out on New Year's Day of 2016. 16, yeah. Okay. So yeah, there I am in jail, boom, a month, and that's probably one of the things that changed my life for the better. Mm. It's like a movie. You come out, I mean, some people come out better, some people go back to what they were on, right. but you have nothing but time, man. Like, I read over, in 30 days, I read over 22 books, and it's just downtime. Watch TV, of course, but it's just so much downtime where I really had to think about my decisions, think about things, grieve over my friend dying, mm. yeah. still healing from my shit, and it was just a real long thought process. And about two weeks before I was gonna get out, I was like, fuck this. Let me just start doing push-ups. I literally like a jail movie. Yeah. Just doing push-ups in my cell in the morning. Boom, bunch of sit-ups, and then again at night type shit. Um, and yeah, man, jail was interesting, man. I was there 30 days. I started a fight over a honey bun. <laughs> um, I, yeah, so I'll tell story real quick. <laughs> so I'm in there, right? And I don't know how it really works. I don't have money in my books. I need to make a phone call. So I go up to this young Mex Mexican boy. I think he had to be 1920 maybe. I'm like, hey, my man, um, I actually had some money in my books. I was like, look, I'll get you a honey bun. Can I get a phone call on your shit? He's like, yeah. Gives me a phone call, nobody answers. So I tell him, I look, we still got the deal, but nobody answers. So I'll give you the honey bun once I use the call. Little did I know, he had made a side deal with the trustee, this older black dude, like 40, for the honey bun. Yeah. So when I told him I wasn't giving it to him yet, oh, now he can't the pay. black dude oh. came at him. He was like, hey man, where my honey bun? Talking to the young boy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't know. Da, da, da. And black dude's like, I don't give a damn. That ain't none of my problem. ain't my problem. Where my motherfucking honey bun? And bro, I'm like, I was like, here, my man. And I just give him honey bun to, to kill it. Yeah. Right. Time goes on, like the, the day is still going on. Not too long after, 15 minutes, the little Mexican dude felt some way. So he comes from outside, looks at the black dude, he's like, come on. They go outside. Black dude, pop, pop, pop. Hits him a few times. Mexican dude, lip bleeding. They come in. Mexican dude goes and tells. Right mm. to the cop. Hey, you hit me. Took them both out. Sent them both out. And now, because I was sentenced to 30 days, they made me a trustee. Because mm. everybody else is there getting ready to go to prison. They're just there until yeah. they come get them. Right. I was there 30 days, so I guess that's why they picked me. I became a trustee, bro. I was a worker. <laughs> and <laughs> that's now you're on the block. <laughs> hey, it was cool, though, because we were the ones that had another trace, uh -huh. and there was always extra trace. Mm -hmm. So that was currency. Mm. Boom, I got three extra trays. I don't need one or two. I'm like, okay, you want some? And they want them. All right, what you got? I need I need deodorant. I need Doritos. And that's how I operated in there. Yeah. Mm. I had money on my books. Like my homies, I put money. I didn't use none of it. I was just hustling. Hustling. Thanksgiving came, or not Thanksgiving, Christmas. Big ass turkey slice, apple fritter, all this shit. Yeah. Bro, I need deodorant, my man. I need lotion. I need uh, toothpaste. And it's just how it worked in there. Yeah. So it was just crazy. I need to put that on my resume one day, but <laughs> it was just crazy being in there. It was crazy being in there like that. And it made me think about people in prison when they say they get institutionalized. Because mm -hmm. I got like that for a second. When it was my time to get out, it felt weird. I'm like, what? I've been here yeah. 30 days doing the same shit. I'm like, I kind of didn't want to. Because mm -hmm. then when I got out, I was in probation again. Yeah, work again. I was like, man, if I just stay here, I'll get up by May. 
and but now I'm getting out. New Year's Day, and it's crazy. When I got arrested, I was in basketball shorts and a shirt, no draws. So <laughs> I get released on New Year's Day at 2 a.m. on the strip or downtown, bro. No draws, basketball shirts, cold as shit. Yeah. I'm looking for somebody to call. I go to a cop on a bike. Hey, my man, I just got out. Can I use your phone? He's like, get the fuck away from me. You're not supposed to be here. Dude. I'm oh, like, wow. bro, I just got out. I don't know what to do. So I ran and went to this hotel, some random little hotel. I called my mom. She picked me up, man. And then that was just the, the turning point of everything. Like, the journey of everything just changed. Like, life, that was probably the hardest part of my life, 2016, because now I'm on probation. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I want to get off early. The only way to get off early, be in school, pay off your fees, or have a job. I was like, let me get a job. The whole month of January, February, I couldn't get a job. I'll go through the whole process, you know, a whole week or two process, two interviews, mm-hmm. wait for background check, couldn't pass background check. Yeah, so I mean, you, are you feeling? From yeah, every yeah. job, bro. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go to McDonald's or anything like that, but like 24 fitness, uh, call center. I went to a place downtown where I'd play re- uh, video games. Oh, wow. I'd, on the iPhone, I'd play wrestling, WWF, yeah. and I have to find glitches. Did for two weeks. Came in, background check, came back, gotta go. Gotta go. And I remember, yeah, and I had to do it, and I had to do um, community service still. I remember crying to my mom one day, I just felt so defeated. I felt so defeated, like, damn, bro, I can't even get a job. Like, I'm crying to her, and she just told me to be all right. And I just sucked it up, man. I was like, fuck it. Nothing else to do but keep going. Right, keep moving. One of my favorite quotes from The Temptations, Otis Williams tells him, only way, what he say is only way is up. Yeah, only way is up. <laughs> and I literally remember that all the time. And I was like, fuck you, Otis, you're right. Yeah. Only way is up. And I just kept pushing forward and just doing a bunch of different programs. Bro, I used to ride the bus all over Vegas, two hour bus rides, interviews, and everything. It was just crazy. And wild. it wasn't until I got off probation that life kind of started turning towards you know the fitness aspect. Um, but I don't want to get too far off. But 2016, yeah, I couldn't get a job. So I knew in my head, one thing I could do is work out. Right. And my curfew is 6 to 6. I'm going to make the most of those 12 hours. I wake up 5.30, eat. I'm out the door at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. On the bus, boom, UNLV. It's like a one-hour bus ride. I get there at like 7.30, 8. Mm-hmm. Work out for hours. Two, three hours. Take the bus to the homie house and then come back home. And that's when I started, you know, liking fitness. Right. I started working at a dispensary in 2017, <clears throat> right when it went legal. Mm-hmm. And I was at the dispensary working. And working out at the time, getting in shape, and I was like, you know what, I could probably make this a living helping people. Cause you know, I know I felt when I was in the hospital bed, yeah, with nothing. Couldn't do shit. Yeah. And then it's right when I went legal. I was, Nipsey had just dropped his album, and there's a line he said in dedication, and it hit me one day when I was at work at the dispensary, and you just see who the you see who the people are that own it and rent it. Yeah. And I'm just looking like he said it in a song who he's not gonna work for and I looked at it and I'm like bro I ain't gonna work for these people man mm-hmm. people are in jail for this stuff mm-hmm. and y'all here getting rich yeah rich off of it I'm like I'm out of here eventually left and started going to my training route love I don't wanna get too off tangent if you have any questions follow up question about the accident but yeah nah bro I mean honestly I um, I love your whole story bro I think it's amazing uh, first thing I wanted to say was you do not have the smell of smoke on you you know what I'm saying? Like all that fire you went through, bro, you came yeah. out of it and none of that even, no, I would, I would, when I first met you, yeah. even though it was only a few moments ago, yeah, yeah. I did not see none of that coming out your mouth just now. I did jail, anything like that. Yeah. Like you're well-spoken, <laughs> you hold yourself up, you're friendly, you're kind, you're respectful. I wouldn't even thought of 
what you went through was yeah. crazy, you know. I didn't even expect like all that stuff after the accident. Like I didn't yeah. I didn't expect I didn't expect your mental state or where you were in life before, after, to what happened to your friend, to yeah. then even going to jail. Yeah. Which is which I kinda I did like yeah, like yes. identify with because yeah. I got Man. It was kind of on some bullshit for sure, but I was supreme on by myself. It always is. And I was trying to sleep in the car, but I kept throwing up because I had the spins. And oh, then they, and I was on the underground Denny parking lot. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Marshalls came up and was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to need you to step out the car. And then put me in jail for like 11 hours. <laughs> so then that probation shit yeah. for a year, I, I'm not even done it. yet. Yeah. I, I did all my shit, yeah. but the case is still open until uh, April. So it's like... Hey, I'm. I just. I'm just not playing with it. But like, I, I get that shit. Yeah, and I was no. like, you know what? When I got out, fitness. Mm -hmm. Going to the gym, I was like, you know, I. I mean, I still fuck around and shit yeah. sometimes, but like, it I'm keeps just you out of so trouble, man. Focused, yeah. Working on yourself keeps you out of trouble. Exactly, 100%, man. Like, I love it. I love it, man. I think you know your story hit so much for me because uh, I tore my Achilles. Beginning of 2020. Okay. Before COVID, before oh, wow. I was shut down, I tore my Achilles. Yeah. And what? you know, playing basketball, Tark, man. Uh, you already know what it was. Tark. <laughs> I heard everybody, and it was funny because somebody said, somebody the week before told us Achilles up here on the same court. And I was like, y'all need to do something with this court. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, same thing though. And it's just like the, when you're in that hospital bed and you realize, like, damn, I can't do the stuff that I'm, that I do naturally that I don't think of, you know, it makes yeah. you more thankful. And make you be like, damn, so happy for these legs, man. So that's why I'm like, even if I don't lift, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna use this new Achilles. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go run. I'm gonna stretch my legs up. And, <laughs> and this new one. You know what I'm saying? This new one, yeah, they put back that thing stronger now. You know what I'm saying? 2.0. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm gonna use it though because it's like, man, I still I still have flashbacks of me hopping up the stairs with one leg, trying to balance and shit, and carry the scooter. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I'm so happy to be back where I am now, and I'll never take not being able to walk for granted again. Period. You know what I'm saying? And I've heard stories. Like, I remember one time I was training a girl, and I told her, she knew my, knew my story. I told her about it, and she was telling me how her brother committed suicide off a of one-story fall. Mm. Bro, I felt four. Four, bro. Like, what? I was, like, shocked. So, and I always kept my story to my, not to myself, but I never always told it because I didn't want to make it seem like I was reaching for attention. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, I'm the guy that feels so strongly like, oh, hey, look at me. Look at me, right. But when I would talk to certain people about it, they were like, nah, you don't even come off like that. Yeah, But it's something, it's something people should and need to hear. Yes. Which I've, I've come to accept and understand, and I've been trying to practice how to get better at telling it. Just, to, I think it's just about resilience. Yeah. It's a proof of change. Um, it's a proof like, man, the marathon continues, man. Like, yeah, that's no one what. of my favorite saying. A lot of people like marathon it. I love it because bro. it's so true, man. Like, I never, I remember going through it and thinking like, bro. Is this gonna be fucking forever? I remember laying in bed. I would have to wake my mom up at 1 a.m. just to get me up and walk me to the bathroom because I couldn't do shit. Yeah. I couldn't laugh. I couldn't cough. I couldn't move because my I broke all my ribs on my right side. Mm. And there's no cast for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I broke an arm, put a cast, nothing. I just had to lay there and just sneezing, anything. It fucking hurts so bad. And yeah, so like you said, mm -hmm. that's what goes back in my mind a lot of time. I catch myself. That's why when I said earlier about the motivation and kind of keeping it real, yeah. because I know what I've been through and I know what's possible. So I gotta try to make sure I keep that that balance of that person's not me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're probably just their situation's different. But I just know what the human body is capable of when you don't yeah. bullshit yeah. yourself. When you really want something, you fucking do it. it. Yeah. People do it all the time for shit they don't really even that's gonna even benefit them. Good ass. How many people are ready to get the iPhone? How many people are ready to get Jordans? I don't I'm not a shoe head or if you guys are I'm in respect, but I see people all the time posting like, oh I got the new sneaks, da da da. 
I'm like, damn. I'm the same way. I, I always yeah, wonder, sure. like, are you doing anything to? What about yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, I know your personal life. Everybody share everything, but. Hopefully you're truthful with yourself while you're chasing these shoes. Right. Bro, are you chasing what you really want to do? Or are you still yeah. working nine to five you don't even like? Yeah. No, and I, and I, I feel that, bro. You know, one of my main things is when people make it seem like they have to do the things that they don't have to do. Yeah. Like, Ooh, for example, good. like... Um, I like that. You know, prime example, I used to get... Uh, Sorry, babe. I don't have to use your example. She um, <laughs> she had times where she'd be like, oh, I got to go to, you know, oh, I got to go out to this party tonight. You don't have to go to the party. Yeah. You want to. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to, but don't go. You know, oh, I got to, though. They're going to be mad if I don't go. Who cares? Yeah. It's a party. Are they paying you? Okay, well, you don't have to go, you know? And that's why I'm, like, I'm trying to like, get across, like, yo. You don't have to do it. You make it feel like you have to because the world says this or you should, yeah. yeah, you should or you're gonna get frowned upon or whatever yeah. it is, but it's like, fuck them. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's precisely the reason why I wanna <laughs> go go slow key next year, because it's like, yo, I don't have to do shit nobody wants me to do. No. I don't have to do shit. I don't have to feel com- I don't have to do anything that the outside like perspective makes me feel like I should mm-hmm. so let me just focus on what I want to do oh yeah you want me to come out oh, but I don't want to right now right. like yeah I'll go hang out with the people that I want to yeah. and make that decision but I'm making that decision I'm not being coerced into it you exactly know? I'm and, knowing this decision is an option yeah you know what I'm saying it's and, not a mandatory it grants like a whole different sense of freedom at that man it gives you a whole sense of difference it gives you a whole different sense of freedom when you literally turn these things that you believe are obligations and realize they're not obligations yeah. and it's like oh once you realize it's not obligations it's something i want to do for fun or whatever the case may be like you said you free yourself up from it it's like damn yeah. i just open myself up you know what i'm saying i think look we just went we're full circle you said at the very beginning people come in with this thing of i have to work out no, you don't. You don't. You, don't. you can sit on your couch and be fat if you want to. You want to work out because you have things you want to accomplish. Yeah. So I think you should start off with your wants. You know, literally start off. I want to party. I want to drink. You know, start off with that. Keep it real. Keep it a hundred. Don't facade it and make it seem. Like, oh yeah, the homies at the bar. We gotta go get drunk tonight. No, you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to do I that. I think there's a lot of power in um, no. Yeah. In the yes. word saying no, and I've learned that once I started going sober. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was gonna be like, fuck, I'm gonna be tough. Like, I like doing certain things with my friends, like brunch. Yeah. And I remember it was, like I said, I stopped Christmas, the day after Christmas, um, 26th, my friend's birthday, that was the last day. A week or two later, my friend's birthday, a homegirl's birthday, had brunch. And I'm like, oh, damn, here uh-huh. we go. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, I was like, you know, here's, here you go, your first test. You said you're done drinking. Mm-hmm. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? I didn't, didn't do it. And by the end of the day, or like the next week or so, it felt good. Mm-hmm. I felt like a power. I'm like, okay. I said yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. And let me try it again. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, instead of thinking like, damn, I can't drink. It's like I was like, nah. I'm gonna challenge myself not to drink. Mm-hmm. Like, switch it up a little bit, because not drinking is gonna benefit me way more in so many more ways. Right. Like 100. Drinking. Not saying it's gonna hurt you too much, but it can. Mm-hmm. The habit of the habit. drinking, yeah. and yeah. it's like if you keep perpetuating the habit, that's where you get fucked. Um, people, mm-hmm. it's, I think a lot of people are low key alcoholics. Like oh, a lot of mm-hmm. you, like a lot of the world, it's, it's crazy. It's it is. Though, like, I had a girl. <laughs> she came to work out with me recently, and she was MIA for like a month, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. I'll, she's like, I'm depressed. Can I come get a workout? I'm like, yeah, come through. Ankle bracelet on. I was like, all right. You know, you gotta tell me the story. Like, why you? What happened? <laughs> you know, and she told me her story. Alcohol was involved. I might say her name, so she probably. Anyways, she got in trouble. <laughs> she got in. She got in trouble while on the not on the stay out of trouble clause. 
Mm. So like got mm. got a DUI. Yeah. Stay, okay, stay out of trouble. trouble. Not probation, right. but stay out of trouble. Months later, got in trouble. Mm. Liquor was involved, and I told her I was like, "So I'm an alcoholic." I'm like, "I'm not an alcoholic." And I'm like, "Well, I'm not gonna say you are, but there's certain habits that are happening here, and you don't need to be alcohol. You don't have to drink every day to be considered an alcoholic." Right. Yeah. Um, I'm like, if we invite you out and tell you there's no liquor, you can't drink. Are you still gonna go? Mm-hmm. Like, test yourself that way. Think about it that way. Yeah. Because yeah. people say, "Oh, I'm a social drinker." Oh, are you? Okay. Uh, I forgot where I learned DUI. I think it was DUI school, and they learned like, you say that, but if we take the drinks away, are you still gonna want to kick it? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people won't. Yeah. And that's the sad part. It's crazy. And that's the alcohol. And because they only do it Saturday, Sunday, and weekend, Friday, Saturday, weekend, they feel like it's mm-hmm. not a problem. I'm like, bro, if you got work nine to five, Monday through Friday, you're locked in. You're you know, you got a little time to yourself. And then Friday, Saturday, you're just drunk with the friends. You're avoiding shit. Yes. And I only came to this realization since I've been sober, because that's how my life was. Monday mm-hmm. through Friday, clients, training. Oh, it's Friday, the homie's off. Boom, let's go, turn up. Yeah. Nothing crazy, but just drinking at the house. Now I'm faded, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday recovering. And there was a lot of stuff I didn't deal with. Yep, you ain't wash your clothes, you ain't talk to the person, yeah. you well, ain't that, make a but phone call. More mental stuff. Man. Oh, yeah, that's When it deeper. came to the drinking, like I've learned, on the nine month mark, so back, back September, I started realizing, damn, there was a lot of shit I was avoiding because my mind just thinks about different stuff. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of stuff I was avoiding and using the liquor as my vice mm-hmm. to not have to think about certain things. Yeah. Now that I'm sober and clear minded, man, that's a lot of stuff. You can't run. Yeah. Like, I'll give you some other shit that had just happened recently. Um, two weeks ago, I went out to California. Um, one of my cousins, second cousins, posted my grand- great grandfather on their Instagram. He had just turned 91. So I'm like, man, black dude, 91, my grandfather, I need to go see him, like, talk to him. And I told her, I was like, is my dad around? I haven't seen my dad since 04, mm. since I was 12. Oh, wow. Now I'm 31. I was like, you know what? Tell him I'm coming out there. We can sit down and talk. No expectations. So my cousin sets it up. I go see my grandpa, second aunt. Uh, second aunt. They're all good to see me. They haven't seen me since I was like 12, a little kid. And then I sit down and talk to him. My dad, I was like nervous. We just had a barbecue at my cousin's house. And I just went with the mindset of just no expectations. Mm-hmm. Just let me, I wanted to make sure, let him know I'm good. Like there's no beef, I'm not angry, I'm not mad. I just kind of wanted to let you see me and let you know I'm good. Like I've been doing good, I think I'm doing good in life right now. Like I didn't turn out how a lot of people can turn out when they don't right. have a dad in their life. Right. And I explained to him like, once I accepted you not being in my life, I told myself I'm not, I won't let myself be a statistic. Mm-hmm. I don't know the statistics exactly, but I just know when the dad's not in the life, a lot of paths can go. Become yeah. pimp, drug dealer, prison, woman beater, whatever. Right. And that was always my goal throughout life. Granted, there were certain hiccups here and there. I've been to jail, whatever. But that was always my motivation. I told him that. And he's a real big church guy. Mm. Surprisingly. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I don't dish somebody's religion. No, you good. Oh, you're good. He's like a pastor. I remember the last conversation I had with him, he brought it up, was on MySpace in mm. 07. We're going back and forth. I was pissed off. I was like, how you out here? I told him, I remember telling him, like, how you trying to be a pastor and preacher and all this stuff, but you don't even talk to your firstborn son mm. as your name. That's weird. And then he came at me with some other stuff. That was the last time we had talked. But I was telling him this, and he has 10 other kids, or I think 10 other kids. Mm. Me, I'm the oldest. I have a sister. She's in Cali. She's like 26. She's turned 26. Same dad, different mom. Mm. And then it was wife. 10 kids and now they're getting a divorce he was telling me oh wow and so I'm just like bro I'm, I'm for sure not mattering you got some other shit going yeah, on yeah you got a life going on you got other stuff and yeah I plan to go back out there again I think I just talking to a friend now uh, early January see him and this is where I'm going to ask questions mm-hmm. and get deeper into it I didn't want to that time I just wanted to make it a cool meet and greet 
Um, I forgot how what you said to make me go this way. Um, I forgot too, honestly. Yeah, I was. Damn, we're talking person. about something. Uh, Ah, Something about the alcohol and staying away from. Oh you yeah, alcohol from yeah, running away from your problems. Oh like yes, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what helped me it was face just, that problem. Yeah, literally, I was right. like, you know what? Let me at least make an effort towards it. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, we still got to talk again, and you know, probably a few times. But I always talked about it. I'm like, fuck, let me be about it. Mm-hmm. And just did it, and uh, it was cool. It was good. Um, and I think a lot of people should have that. There's a great book I recommend people to read. It's called Crucial Conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, a crucial conversation is made up of three components. I only remember two. I can't remember three, but one is the stakes are high, uh-huh. the emotions are strong, and the book basically tells you why they're important to have, how to have them, how to be successful with them. Okay. Um, for example, like a husband and wife. Wife's pissed off at the husband for whatever reason, but doesn't express it. So what does she do? She holds it in. Passive aggressiveness. Yeah. So now the husband's like, okay, passive aggressive ass, I don't, I don't want to be around you. Now he doesn't want to be around you. Now you went from passive aggressive. Now you feel alone about your husband. Now you get divorced. Mm-hmm. So if you just had that crucial conversation at the beginning, if she would have told him, "Hey, hun, I really didn't like when you Said blah 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 blah," and we're, I, I, I say we all, but I'm, I'm that way a lot. Of conversations I avoided or didn't want to have. I lied. I don't mind having conversations. I don't mind confrontation mm-hmm. in a good way. Like, I don't mind saying <laughs> what I gotta say. I'm very loud. Whatever. It can seem extreme, but. I wasn't good at having the conversation. I didn't mind, I didn't mind having them, but I wasn't good at it. Mm-hmm. So this book is teaching me how to have it, but don't come off as like I'm upset, angry, or yeah. no. We had a misunderstanding, whatever. Yeah. Let's chill, talk it out, mm-hmm. type vibe. Um, which I think is very important for a lot of people. Yes. Work, relationships, friendships. Yeah. Friendships I think are a big one with that kind of stuff because it's your friend, you might not feel it's that important to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. When it is, it man, is. like if it's a real friend, like somebody <clears throat> you rock with, you know, Bro, you gotta get up, drop your ego and fix that shit, man. You never mm-hmm. know. Especially like that's why I take friendship serious after losing my friend. Like right. a lot of us came very tight after. And I take it to heart friendships, you know what I mean? I'm very particular who I decide to spend my time and consider a friend. Right. Um, just because. People be weird, people do weird shit. Mm-hmm. And not even that, just not everybody's meant to click yeah. on a deep, deep level. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, or you know, some people ain't good for your environment too. Right. Exactly, and it's unfortunate because I've met people who are cool, like I like them, but then you hang out a little more, like ah, uh, okay, more of an associate. Yeah, you know? you're there'll be a certain there'll be a certain setting for you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, no, I, I fully agree, and you know that's when boundaries come into play. Boundaries. So yes. uh, if you guys have read the boundaries book, you already know I suggested that about a thousand times already. So go read that boundaries book. But um, no, I think that right there is perfect. Who's though, it by? I think that's beautiful. Um, Ooh. Forgot the author. Yeah. Boundaries. Uh shit. Let's check. I'm gonna have to download that crucial conversation too. I got a free credit on my audio. It's crucial conversations, crucial com- confrontations, and crucial accountability. Oh, oh yeah. shit. I bought the double pack of conversation. <laughs> the double pack. And, <laughs> and, con- and confrontation. Okay. Cloud and Townsend, I think. Yeah, John Townsend. John Townsend, Henry something. I see it. Uh, they do have boundaries, same thing. Boundaries for parents, boundaries for kids, stuff like that. But the main book is boundaries. Well, it's not even that expensive either. Cool. Yeah. Some books be taxed. I'm like, bro. Yeah. So, I mean, you know me. So, me, I have a, I go Audible. I pay a little 15 bucks a month. And I, I get a free I credit every time. And then I get a free audio book. I have to look into that because yeah. reading is cool and all. But it's just, uh, it's been so long. I'll do it sometimes good. Mm-hmm. And people always recommend Audible. And I mean, I love podcasts. I consider, I work, listen. I work out with podcasts. People think, what? I'm like, Bro, music, I'm over music, to be honest, at, at some point. Yeah, sometimes. It's the same shit all the time. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, I'll be in zones. I'm like, yeah, I got, I got to hear some future today. But for the most part, music always the same. And I'm like, you know what? 
I'll listen to like a fitness podcast or um, something, something that's going to be intriguing. Yeah. That yeah. way I'm listening. I'm working out, but I'm listening. You know, I don't really need too much just music. I don't fuck no man. Something no, I, over I, it. I agree. I agree. Like my music right now is literally. I'm going back to the classics now. I need to find what made this place that or this what you know. Like I've heard one song the other day. I'm like, damn, this is a song in every classical West Side movie. Like this, this beat is in every classical movie. And I never knew the original song until now. There's a great Instagram page I follow. It's called Samples Music, Music Samples, mm-hmm. and it just gives you a breakdown of certain songs now, mm-hmm. and it breaks all the way from like the first 1974. It was this oh, song. Word. Yeah, like the one, uh, the Drake song and Twenty One Savage mm-hmm. with the One More Time beat. I don't know if you know. One more time. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So originally it was another guy's song in 1974, I think. Daft Punk redid it in like 2000, mm. and then Drake and them did it now. I didn't even know I didn't Daft even, Punk. Me either. I yeah. thought that was the original. Yeah, and it's wild. Like there was one Drake song, the sample originated from Donkey Kong. Do you remember playing Donkey Kong? Yeah, Donkey Kong Country. You're on, you're, on, yeah. you're on the cart. Yeah, you're going in the mines. Yeah, you jump. It was that part. It was some little tune, and they show like, okay, speed it up, pitch, boom, 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 added the Drake shit, and I was like, bro, what? Crazy. Yeah, I crazy. think I know which beat too. Like, it was crazy. Like, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, freestyle. It was like, Drop uh, it. Do 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 Yep. And then we have a few questions that we always ask everybody before they leave the podcast for the day. So um, the first question I have have to ask you is, where are you still swimming to? Definitely in your fitness journey, life journey. Like, where are you still swimming to? What's your next goals? Where are you trying to get to still? I'm trying to, there's a few things. The overall thing of it, umbrella of it would be like reaching more people. Okay. I love training. I love what I do. There's only so many people I'm going to be able to reach. Mm-hmm. For the simple fact of personalities won't connect, yep. finances, and everybody can afford a trainer. I can only take on so many people at a time. Right. Um, so I'm reaching them, that core of people. Obviously, they'll branch out, but I want to reach a bigger audience of people somehow, somewhere. Obviously, mm-hmm. social media is going to help with that. I am looking to start mo- moving towards motivational speaking and then maybe eventually life coaching. I want to get one first. Mm-hmm. Um, but motivational speaking for sure is like I think what I'm swimming to next. Right. Is getting out there and like I said earlier, get on the fucking Instagram and dropping the video, man. Like yeah. whatever it is, just doing it to get that first thing out. Mm-hmm. But I'll say that's probably what I'm swimming towards. Okay. I like how you said you have to get a life first in order to be a life yeah. coach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I live life. I know life. I'm good at motivation. I'm good at seeing things differently from what I've been through. But mm-hmm. yeah, if I'm trying to get deep like that, like at one point not too long ago, I was trying to date this girl. She was a life coach, and bro, within the first the two days of hanging out with her. Because that's just how she lives her life. The questions she was asking me, I was like, whoa. It was, it was, they weren't like wild questions, but they were just. Revealing low key. Yeah. yeah. Where we had to sit there and I was like, oh. I didn't it wasn't like that. a basic ass surface question. And because she was a life coach, who she was around, that's how they all talked to each other. I'm like, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you are you are her, who you're around. Or yep. You become who you're around usually, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're around a bunch of, if I'm around a bunch of motivation speakers, I'm pretty sure I'll become, become one at least yeah. or learn. Yeah. So yeah, back to life. Get life coach first, and then go. I love go. that. I love that. And uh, as you were talking, a random thought popped in my mind yeah. to say you should probably do like a uh, once a week fitness tip or something. Okay. Your uh, your I Friday like your Friday fitness tip. 
you know what I'm saying? But and then whatever it could be. Since you're, but the nature of what you do for your fitness coach yeah. is like incorporate that into that tip because it's like. Hold on, hold on, one second. Say it again because it was good. Hold on. <laughs> Friday fitness, hold on. Friday's fitness tip. Got that. Okay, yeah. go. Okay, so then, but because of the way you do your fitness coaching, yeah. like incorporate that into that tip. So, like, you know, yeah, you can tell a person, oh, let's lift. Oh, uh, eat this way and then lift this amount of weight. But it's like, okay, well, let's deep dive deep into okay, why, we why are do we this? doing this? Right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Give, oh, give me the realness, not just tell me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Write down in your notebook tonight. Oh, why am I working out tonight? Or what am I trying to gain? Mm-hmm. What am I trying to work on and working out this week? Yeah. And then it starts to creep under that the surface level, mm-hmm. and then that kind of sets you apart from everybody else because I like everybody that. else is just like, oh, let's just do these push-ups and yeah. shit like that. And, and that's what I was about to say. I feel like everybody everybody does the, you know, you see what I'm doing, I do this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this is my new cardio routine, 10, 20, 30, whatever it is, but it's like, what if someone actually sat there and said, okay, let's do this cardio routine, and this is why you should do it. Your normal fitness, and you break it down to say why this is out and this is in. And, then and I feel like, mind about yeah, exactly, you'll give me that thought of like, I understand now why I need to have a bottle of water next to my bed in the morning, yeah. or whatever it is. Because you explain, definitely the way you explain the water thing. Yeah, that was beautiful. If you explain your fruit a day like that, your your vegetables, your I like this idea. Whatever okay. it is, yeah, take it around with. It's all yours, bro. Please. <laughs> so, but yeah, let's keep rolling though. Uh, so, last question is: is um, any quote you like to leave us today for today? Yeah, so. you remember you asking me to bring that? Um, let me read it exact. Yes, sir. It's from. I want to say she's a speaker. She's a speaker. Her name is um, Mel Robbins. Okay. She's a she. She's a great speaker, man. If you watch, and she got great content, like motivational shit, because she's feisty, like she'll call you out type shit. Mm-hmm. Mel Robbins, like, I'm gonna check yeah. that out. Like one, one of the coaches, like yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not lazy. What'd you say? You're not lazy. You just don't want to do the work. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that ass. Uh, let me find it. <laughs> Who's that one dude? He's got banned recently, I think. Um, the motivational dude, like he always running and talking shit. Are you talking about uh, some light skinned dude, buff dude? Um, was he like big, popping? He, he was big, yeah. like like popular wise. I know he was bald, right? bald headed dude. Oh, you always yeah. see him like running through the desert. Oh, David Goggins. There yeah. we go. Oh, yeah. he's he's interesting. I mean, I like his motivation, but he's a little bit much for me. Yeah, he he make you he make you be sad. Yeah. You I read. You got to read his book, man. It's good. His book. My homie showed me a page, and he went in on. He's like, yeah, you know why you're not doing it? Because you're fucking fat. That's why. That's your fucking problem. And I feel it. You know, like, <laughs> I, I'd probably be able to handle that, but. Not you everybody, yeah, yeah. Somebody else especially is. nowadays, bro. So, oh man, uh, I've had some shit, interesting shit happen with some people recently. When I said, not even anything crazy, but anyways, the quote I'm gonna tell you is, um, it's a great one. I, I love it. It's called, or it's called, it's, I am going to be an example of what is possible. Mm. And when she explained this, I was like, man, that's fire. Oh, he's me as my example. Like, mm-hmm. that's where I want to be, an example that. Whatever life is you want or we're gonna be, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I mentioned this earlier, but I was homeless as a kid at one point for three years. Me, and my mom, and my sister, homeless, moved to Vegas, you know, lived my life. Got messed up with um, experiments with drugs, got drunk, fell out a four story window, lost my friend, been to jail, lost jobs, you know, mm-hmm. all that shit, but it just never stopped, you know? No. Yeah. And I just wanna be an example to people is when they look like, okay, I'm mad at my dad for not paying for my Xbox mm-hmm. type shit. Like, you're crying about that? Probably all, right. all the stuff I've been through and I'm still making it. Mm-hmm. So don't, just cut the excuses. Yeah, don't yeah. let the bound, the things that are stopping you, don't let the barriers come in front of you, don't let those things 
make you feel defeated. Like, I can't do like, nah, bro, that's just, this is another challenge to make things spicy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, get past that. So when you look back, you're like, damn, I did that? Yeah. I'm gonna be an example of what is possible. Yeah. I have a client, she's about to finish nursing school. In the last, like, you know, a few weeks, we're getting her. And I told her this quote. I was like, girl, you work full time, you come work out, you do all these great things. Like, you're gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. It makes the story better. Yeah. Like, I'm an example of what is possible. I went through all that mm-hmm. shit, still made it possible. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you gonna do? Yes. Yeah. Hey, man, bro. I, I, I love that to the fullest, man. And that's, I live by that. You know what I'm saying? I try to just be the best example I can be. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I get, you know, I get to the point, I'm tired of trying to pick people up, lift them up to my level, or motivate them, or whatever. It's like, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna keep moving. And at some point, you're gonna look up and like, Damn, he hella far. <laughs> I should, I should have took off with him. You know what I'm saying? I should have, I should have ran with his example. And I could be where he's at now. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's me. Be the example. You know, like just that. be the example. I love it, man. I love you got it. one? Uh, <laughs> it's gotta be one favorite you have that comes in your mind. I had that Otis one. That's funny, bro. <laughs> I know, can, I get quote some random stuff, and that would just all the time be stuck in my head all the time. And all I'll say is like my favorite one still to this day, and I even even and I picked up on it because uh, mm-hmm. I changed my board recently, and I don't have this quote up there anymore. And she was like, "Where is it?" And then she ended up putting it back up there for me. But every L is a lesson. Yep. No matter what, every L is a lesson. Like you're gonna lose, you're gonna fuck up. Okay, shrug the shit shrug off because now I go. know what to do next time, and I'm gonna just keep moving forward. Something's so. gonna happen. Let it, let it happen. Move on. Learn your lesson. Hey, huh, you know what? I got it. Me and my homie was making a uh, a flow chart, and it's like for a different reason, but I think it applies to everything else, and it's very similar. Shoot and move on. Ooh, shoot and move shoot on. Shoot and move on. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm I. It, it may not seem like it, but like I get social anxiety sometimes, especially when it's like new energy and stuff yeah. like that. And like I'm trying to be more outgoing, especially when it comes out to asking out girls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, fuck it, like shoot, take and your shot, on. move on. I shot on two girls in one day, one day, and it was like you they make it or back. you don't. And I didn't, but the interactions were nice. They wasn't mad. It's like, especially now in this culture, it makes it a little bit more difficult. But mm-hmm. either way, shoot and move on. I'm still alive. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. You didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. And my thing is, is like, that just builds your confidence up for the next one. So yeah. next time you take that shot, you're going to be more ready. Yeah. Exactly. And you're going to be like, all right. She's going to say no? All right, been here before. I'm done jumping yeah. to the left. I'm jumping to the right now. You know, hey, you're going to come yeah. with another move. You know what I'm saying? I got to pump yeah. fake before I take this shot. <laughs> I keep shooting too fast. I got to, how's your day first before Bro. I just go straight to the day? No. Yeah. The fact you say that, I, I, that's a long ago. I had shot my shot at some girl. Yeah. And it didn't go well. Initially. <laughs> initially. Yeah. Initially. We had a conversation initially. She broke me down, but in a good way. Um, I just shot too fucking hard. Like yeah. I shot from deep instead of just trying to lay it up. Lay it yeah. up. Mm-hmm. So she broke it down to me. I mean, it worked out. It worked out eventually, but initially it didn't. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I was like, I'm, I like just go for it. Like I'm gonna let you know what it is. Blah yeah. blah blah. Mm-hmm. That way, there's no um, miscommunication. No yes. like, what is it or what? What do you want or whatever? Like, no, this is what it is. And um, I mean, it kind of worked out. Yeah, a little bit. Shoot and move on. Yeah. If it didn't, shoot and move. Shot. Shoot and move. Shoot and move. You get the shoot ball again, ball. man. I love it. Ah. <laughs> Reload. That's what you do. Reload. Yeah. yeah. Gun. Yeah. One hit. Hit. Reload. Move. Move. Ah. I, don't, I don't play call uh, Call of Duty or anything like that. But I'm pretty sure that's what they do. Don't do that. Shoot and move. Shoot and move. Play your grenade and run. run. Even if you die, as soon as you respawn, just you start again. <laughs> pop up. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't stay in one spot. Keep shooting and moving. I love it, man. <laughs>
Stick and move, stick and move. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So, uh, Dorian, I just want to say I appreciate you being with us today, yes, sir. bro. Appreciate you y'all having me, man. Yeah, great yeah. fucking episode. Yeah, great episode, great knowledge, amazing story, bro. You know, if you didn't help anybody out there today, you helped me. Oh, so I you. just appreciate you, you know thank what I'm saying, you. for coming and sharing. And um, I feel like we got to get you on another episode. No, any, anytime, man. I love um, just chill conversations like this about different things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all one thing. We just explored around. Um, I got some great fucking tips and info from y'all. <laughs> and I think that's great. Think that's the yes. best thing. One thing I also like to add is um, what I've became, when I put this, one thing I've instilled myself to do mm-hmm. and how I see things now in life is how can I add value to people? Yes. Mm-hmm. Too many times, it's and especially, I don't know if it's a Vegas thing, but it's what can you do for me? Mm-hmm. That's gonna, yeah. You know what I mean? Me, I don't even care about that no more about the return. Like, I'm just gonna, what can I do to help you get to where you need to get or mm-hmm. help you feel better? Whatever it could be, donating to your cause or showing up at your um, event. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like when you do that, I think it's what we're here, here to do. Yeah. That helps uplift. Like, damn, you came to my show? It's gonna make yeah. you feel good. Mm-hmm. And what do you wanna do now? I wanna go make him feel good. Let me go show his show. Some love. That's exactly. why I do certain things. I know how I feel when I get a compliment. Yeah. Especially when it's random. Mm-hmm. So when I see people, I compliment them. It was my clients or just somebody in the gym. Especially when somebody else's client at my gym. I'll compliment them in something simple. Like, man, girl, you're looking good. You're shredded. Like, I've been seeing you three days of this week. Mm-hmm. And you'll see them light up. Like, really? Okay. Somebody's watching. Yeah. That took two seconds to be nice to somebody. Bro. And it probably made their day. Man, look, 100, 100% vice versa. You just reaching out to us and sending out the things like, yo, bro, I was wondering if I, I see what y'all doing. Great job. I have a great story. I wondering if you can get there. You know? And I was like... It made me show. I'm like, damn, they see us. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Somebody wants to share their story oh, in my 100%. podcast. I'm excited. But then what happened when you first got here? My first thing was you was like, this is your episode. Do what you want to do with yeah. it. Post yeah. it how you want to do. We're doing this for you to get your name out that's there. Fire, you know, it's just like we scratching each other back. No question. Yeah, you that's know? fire. So I, like I love that. that, man. I think that's uh, something that's needed in the port, you know. All we need is love. <laughs> love. <laughs> love. <laughs> did we quote that song earlier? I don't know if no. we just did now. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, D, man, I just want to say I appreciate you being here with us Thanks, today, sir. bro. Um, you know, best luck in the future for um, personal training, anything. Do you like to shout out your page or anything? Um, yeah. Find you at? Uh, Dorian Wormsley on Instagram. Um, if you're, when does, it, when does it come out? Monday? Monday. Yeah, so when you hear this, that Saturday, uh, December 17th 11.45am I've put together a charity toy drive okay. for the Angels of Las Vegas it's a non-profit that helps children with cancer and other life-threatening diseases Okay. Um, we'll be doing dance fitness um, so we'll have silent disco headphones on oh, okay. and then dancing what time? 11.45am uh, that's check-in time it's going to be from 12 to 1 on Saturday Okay. and uh, we're going to have dance fitness we're going to have ugly sweater contests um, I didn't mention earlier but I'm a brand ambassador for Lululemon Okay. at fashion show and um, Lululemon is going to sponsor the event, give out some gifts as well. Um, we're going to have an ugly sweater contest. I don't know if I said that already. And yeah, it's for a great cause, man. This is my fourth charity event. Okay. I do them often. Um, I tried to do them often. I did one for Pride. I did one for breast cancer recently. Okay. And then I did one in September for um, childhood obesity awareness. And um, this toy drive one is really one I really want to do because I kind of said it earlier, I was homeless at one point in life mm-hmm. as a kid. And a lot of the things around, I hate holidays. To this day, I'm kind of getting better with him, but I hate him just for the fact of I didn't have shit. Right. Um, but the shit I did have and I appreciated were the gifts we had got from charities and mm-hmm. churches for like two, three years. That's all we relied on. Yeah. So that's why now that I have some of a platform and I can do these things, I really want to do it. Like I said, add value to people, man. The little toy you get, whatever, is looking to change somebody's life. Yeah. Like it changed mine. The toys I got or whatever, like, might seem like just like a toy, but it's more feeling like 
you're part of something, you know? Mm -hmm. It sucked to go to school and then you're the only one without new shit. Yeah. Maybe after Christmas, I've been there before. Everybody had razors, I didn't have one for a long time. It sucked, but that's why I do these charity events. I think everybody likes to add value, man. I think everybody should be some part of some type of nonprofit, charity of whatever. Right. Whatever is you believe in, mm -hmm. whatever is you believe in. Women's rights, breast cancer, uh, child sports, whatever you whatever believe in, man, get out there. You'll meet some dope ass people. Um, especially with these events, I've met crazy people mm -hmm. in a good way, not crazy, but like interesting people, like good connections. Yeah. All because we came together for the same cause. Right. Okay. But um, that's my only little shout out I wanted to do. I train at self made training facility. Hit up my Instagram. Mention this episode. Give you a free session. Ooh. Um, free new, session. Yeah, you new heard year, that. New Year's coming up, man. You say New Year, New Year last year. You said, <laughs> you said next week, last Monday. Yeah. You know what I mean? You said, I'm going to get rid of this COVID weight in 2021. We're hitting 2023, man. Think of it as me versus me. Right. Stop letting yourself off the hook. You said you want to do something, go Let's do it. it. It's that simple. Build those boundaries. You know, I had a quote. I said, like, you don't. You're not lazy or anything like that. You just like boundaries. Mm -hmm. You gotta make that boundary. Like, nah, homie, I'm not coming out this weekend. I gotta yeah. go work out. Mm -hmm. no, I'm not drinking. You know, I'm trying to get in shape. You might have to cut people out. Mm -hmm. You might have to get around space. Go to the gym and be friends with people who work out because they're gonna be on the same shit as you. Right. Keep you in check. Mm -hmm. and I think for us, sometimes it's hard to let go of that friendship with somebody you know for a long time. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be let go as in like I'm not gonna fuck with you. Just like, eh, I you need to keep space. it on bi-weekly thing or, mm -hmm. you know, special occasions. Special occasions. That's what I've done. And it's helped me out a lot. My friends respected it. They don't force me to drink. They know the day I drink, they're probably like, what the fuck? But mm -hmm. yeah, that's about, uh, that's it I got. Yeah. I love that, man. I think that's beautiful, bro. And I love the idea of uh, when you set those boundaries, people respect the boundaries. Yep. Definitely you hold them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, don't be afraid to set the boundaries. So, um, yeah, we're going to make sure we put your uh, toy drive and everything going to be in the bio yeah. so they Thank can find you. your Thank Instagram you. page. Thank you. Um, I'm going to try to come out there if possible. Yeah. If I can't be out there the whole time, at least bring some toys or something yeah. like that for the kids. Bro, it's all matters, man. So it's an effort. goes a long way. Yes. You know, people always notice it. It might be, not, might be the person you want to notice it, but somebody's going to notice your effort, man, if you're being... <laughs> I love that. It yeah. the person you want to notice it. Yeah, because at the gym I work at, it's 30 trainers. Mm. So it's, everybody has their own clients. So it's a lot of people. And I've heard other people notice certain trainers, how mm -hmm. they carry themselves, how they do. And you know, and it's like, I've noticed people giving effort. You know what I mean? Like, damn, okay, I see you. Mm -hmm. And you just gotta be you know, honest with yourself. When you do give that effort, don't do it to look for applause. Right. Do it because you know it's gonna be good. It's gonna benefit you or benefit somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's gonna make my heart feel warm. No, I yeah. love it, man. I love it, bro. I love. I can it, go man. in on some motivation, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> see, so like, that's the last thing. The guy I mentioned earlier, my gym, he's into motivation. So, like, so what we'll do is, it's almost like a roast off, but motivation off. Oh, like so we'll off. Uh, we'll be sitting eating. Uh, sorry know, to bother you. Yeah, sorry to bother you. Just yeah, like that, dude. bro. Like, you we'll looking sitting, good, brother. So you looking great? What's that smell? Yeah. Barberry. Just like that. What's uh, your smell? Do you order? Um, <laughs> or what you wearing, Jordan? Um, but yeah, he will sit, have lunch, or be eating, and then I'll be looking at him. He'll put in his hot sauce. I'm like, look, my man, it's not even about the hot sauce on the food. It's about that spice coming to your life to ignite your flavor. Mm. You know what I mean? Little shit like that. <laughs> and it's cool because it helps me get better at it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. yeah. We'll do it all the time, and then I'm just, I'll randomly do it. See him walking through the gym. I'm like, oh, wow, you see those mats right there? They're staying in place because they're stagnant and scared to move. I don't know, some shit like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, it's you get around people like that, they're gonna bring that out of you. That's beautiful. But yeah, it's, it's like, like, all right, for sure, that's it. No, no, you good. good. I love it. I love it. It's, like, it's like roasting when you was younger before yeah, it's like it. Make a positive but roast. You leveled up. Now yeah. it's time to, okay. Now it's time to love. Make me feel good, bro. I do have to go. 
Okay, cool. We're going to wrap it up right now. So, um, yeah, D, I just want to say I appreciate you for being here with us today, bro. Everything's going to be the bio, everybody, so you'll be able to see everything. Make sure to follow him on Instagram. Make yep. sure to check out the toy drive. And uh, like he said, you get a free session if you line up for this. Bros, appreciate you for another quick episode, man. Sorry to hold you so long. But, uh, you know, it's hard to put out the fire when it's so hot. Everybody out there listening, I hope you guys had a. Um, or you already know. If everybody out there listening, hit me up on IG, Facebook, Twitter, or send it to jkspodcast702 at gmail.com. Uh, hope you guys have an amazing day, a wonderful afternoon, a splendid evening. And remember, just keep swimming. <laughs> just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. You gotta say it, D. Just keep swimming. Here. Oh, <laughs> just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> My bad. <laughs>